0: The Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce. This is the Alpha Sessions, and I'm Emma, and I can't believe that we are back in this studio, Um, and I'm really happy to welcome Daisy Chute. Hello, thank you so much. I'm honoured to be the first back since uh, you know lockdown and all that. Since it feels like a previous life, I I know. I know. Very Um, weird, isn't it? (laughs) So strange. But we've managed to work it. So we're social distancing, Mm -hmm. and we've been wearing masks. So I feel like we've all been very rule-abiding and safe. Absolutely. Um, now, speaking of lockdown, as someone mm. who is naturally busy, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was bored to put it yeah. lightly, <laughs> How did you find lockdown? Was it pretty scary?
1: Uh, it was a bit bizarre at first because I suddenly was faced with like all these cancellations and like suddenly this empty diary and like this sort of desert approaching the rest of the year, and I was just like tumbleweed, you know. And I just was thinking, gosh, what can I do? I know I can just, like, do everything online. And so I just started live streaming kind of pretty... pretty manically for the next five months (laughs) (laughs) and I still am to be honest so it's yeah it's funny because like I was my gigging schedule last year was like I was gigging like maybe once every two days or something or like sometimes a couple times in a day and and so I was pretty hectic and so it was weird to then and like this year was meant to be similar I had lots of gigs coming up and festivals and all sorts of things planned I was really excited for but then Yeah. Then it was a bit of a shock. (laughs) So I was like, well, I don't know. I I work best when I'm really like busy. (laughs) So I find if I'm in between, I I get like, I don't know, I find it hard to motivate sometimes. So I think when I'm, this is partly why I book so many things. I think it's just because like, I know I'm
0: much more productive if I I always have stuff to do. Yeah. I call it riding by the seat of your pants. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So what do you think it is that got you through the live streams?
1: You know, the people actually that I discovered like that were online. I mean, obviously I knew I had, you know, fan bases and such already online, but I, it was a different kind of experience having having them with me every week and, and like kind of I, I could actually hear from them in the comments. Like and it felt very much like a, a community and like a, almost more of a discussion than anything else. Yeah. So like having that kind of back and forth and... And I think, yeah, and the community grew as well. So like over the course of the months or whatever, I got, you know, new fans coming on board. And, and it was just, I think that was the, the thing that kind of fed fed me through that whole time. Like fed my soul was both having the people around like that, but also I think the music. So being able to have those just like a few hours in the week where I would just just be focused on music and just be thinking about about the music again and 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 actually remembering all these songs that I hadn't done for a while either like original songs or cover songs and just like getting lost in like rediscovery of music that was that was the thing that I think without that I don't know what I would have done to be honest throughout lockdown I would have I don't know I guess I would have I'm not sure what I would have done I suppose I did lots of cooking as well (laughs) but otherwise (laughs) it was mostly just music and and um yeah and so I think it was the people mostly that that made that made that
0: easier so a so, bit of a profound question if there's mm. one thing that you've learned from like the lockdown period it could just be generally in life or about yourself what would it be oh, That
1: is hard. okay I feel like
0: I still feel like I'm in it you know I feel like I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure if I can
1: reflect yet because I'm still in the midst of it um that's okay I think yeah it's, mm, I suppose it's that you know I uh, yeah well learning about myself I learned that I, I'm pretty much the same regardless of whether or not I can do gigs I still will want to be busy and and, and make myself busy which is my kind of default state I think so that's sort of a personal thing but I think um, I suppose just like uh, hmm, it's interesting it's made me reflect and, and have a little bit of a pause for thought about industry and the music world and as a whole and like you know ways that we could improve um and also yeah just sort of society as a whole as well and and like you know obviously that you know I had a lot of it's been it's been like a time for like a lot you know learning and kind of understanding a bit more about other things and so especially like Black Lives Matter that was a big kind of learning moment for me as well just like learning about all the stuff that was happening that i was sort of semi-aware of, but not nearly as aware of as i then became so you know hearing from friends and their experiences and just so that was quite a, a big moment that is definitely like staying with me and and um you know making me more aware of, of the world around me but i think um yeah that I, I suppose that sorry it's quite a big big answer there as well it for was a big question it's fine um yeah i think probably that and um Yeah, just how much I I definitely need and rely on music and on people, I think. That's probably also something I've
0: learned. Definitely. So um, you were one of the first, and I think are still going in terms of live streaming. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) I've counted two a week, but I might have missed one. Is it two or three? It, it is two a week, but okay. I've done more than that
1: as well because I've done loads of guest spots as well. So, like, one week I did 13 in a week. Which, Whoa! Yeah, which I, I wouldn't have been able to do that in, in terms of gigging. So, like, it was amazing to be able to do
0: that. Do you find them, training. like, as draining or as exhausting or is it, like, a different feeling? Hmm.
1: I don't find... I feel Yeah, it's a different feeling. It's I get different things out of it and I, and I... And it takes different things out of me, you know. Like it's um, it's quite comfortable. It's nice to be home and to be like, you know. Obviously, I have to set up the camera and all that stuff and the sound, but like, it's sort of set up permanently now. And I just sort of set the piano and press go, and it's kind of. Then I'm, you know, it's quite easy compared to like going to a gig and where you have like the whole day is taken up with a gig where you're traveling wherever you're traveling and you're sound checking and you're setting up the merch table and you're like doing all the advertising for it and you're, you know, it's just like. This, a bit more of an event somehow when, when you yeah. do a gig gig like that but for the live stream it feels like it's, it's a little easier once you set it up it's, sort of become, it's just one of your activities that you do in the day yeah. um, I suppose, yeah, so that's kind of been interesting but, um, but yeah, in terms of you don't get the same feeling as you do in a gig where you have applause and you have like you're surrounded by people and you can you're, you're with a band and you're like sharing the set with other people so you can hear other people's music and and you just get like a different feeling when you're in the room so like I went to the Bedford a couple of nights ago for the first time and um that's the first day that they were opened and that was quite a different feeling to be in the room with other people and clapping and you know just like I don't know, the, the, the level, like the the sound is so much louder, of course, when you're in a venue than when you're like at home watching it on a laptop or something. So that that feels different and it's just nice to see people and it's a social gathering as much as anything else to see friends and to, you know, to have all that. So that i kind of i definitely miss that aspect i definitely miss playing with other musicians as well because i love whenever i can playing with a band and you know getting different people involved to like play on on the music so that's i definitely miss that but it's um but it's been it's been definitely an enjoyable thing and i've been able to revisit all these other songs that i haven't thought about for many years so that's been fun why did you decide to call it the window sessions? Oh, yeah. So the window sessions. That's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, good question. So actually, it started off, the window sessions became, it was something I started last year that was not to do with this at all. Oh, okay. So the window sessions were, um, I actually was, <laughs> I don't know why. It was such a weird idea, if I think about it. But what I was, I think the first thing that started it was, um, I was just in my flat and it was sort of, it was raining outside. And, and I thought, oh, it's kind of, I like the idea of maybe like sitting by the window and like with the rain beside me and like maybe doing a song and then I was like, I'll do this song which I did did a Simon and Garfunkel song called Kathy's Song which starts I hear the drizzle of the rain and it's all about like tapping on my roof and walls and like the idea of being next to the rain and so that was the first song I did of this series and I was just sitting at the window and so I kind of like the idea of calling it the window sessions because it was like, I like the idea of like different windows around the world and sort of like a window into like a little experience and so and so the idea then became that I would do it internationally so I did um whenever I traveled to a country I would do, I tried to find a window to sit out and do a song and try and make it related to the country in some way so I did some some songs in Iceland um and I did record some in America which I still haven't even released which is a stupid bit um so it started off as like a, a one-off videos like just like a song that I would do like either original or a cover. And then when I, when lockdown hit, I was like, oh, maybe I could do this like as a live thing. So I, I just called I just called it Window Sessions Live. And at first, I was trying to do it by a window, <laughs> and yeah. then I was like, no, but that doesn't really work for the room because the piano's there, and you know. So then I yeah. and then I was like doing with a green screen with the window like on the green screen. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is too much effort. So I just ended up not even doing the window after all. So okay. so all of it just became Window Sessions. Just became just sessions but i, I, I stayed with the name Daisy. well that's it yeah a yeah. window to some sort of aspect of of me or of like different kinds of themes of music so each week has been a different theme which has been quite fun to delve into so i've, I've enjoyed like either covering like a, an artist that I, I love like i did a joni mitchell week where i did lots of songs by joni mitchell um or i'll do like a theme like songs about nature and like and people will request songs and and tell me their favorite songs it's kind of becomes like everybody's sharing their favourite songs and artists as much as anything else. And, real, and I'm just like the jukebox who's yeah. sort of like singing some of these songs that people like. And it's just kind of fun brainstorming songs. I love themes. So I'm like, it's, I just get into it quite a lot.
0: <laughs> um, something that I think I would find quite scary as a musician even though I'm not mm. is the constant ream of comments mm. and interactions when you're playing mm-hmm. um like how do you first of all keep up with them <laughs> and also how do you not get distracted
1: <laughs> sometimes I do get distracted yeah. sometimes I like like sing a random word just because I've like seen it come up on my screen <laughs> I'm like oh god oops and so I'm getting used to like switching off like actually reading them as I'm playing because yeah. otherwise it's yeah it's, it's quite distracting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I quite like seeing. It's kind of, it's been nice though to like actually give voice to audiences because usually when you do a gig, you, and then they get to applaud or like yeah, of course. cheer or something or whatever. Hopefully, you know, if you're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. um, whereas like with the live streams, people can say like that why why they like something yeah. or like. I don't know they can kind of give a little anecdote or a little yeah. joke and like it's quite fun you get kind of get to know the audience a bit more and it becomes very much more like a community thing which is kind of interesting and and so I, i've been enjoying it it feels like a kind of not like a replacement to a live audience but certainly a different kind of thing which has
0: its own kind of entertainment is it kind of like being heckled but online <laughs> <laughs> that's how i imagine it to be <laughs>
1: Yeah, but heckled in in the nicest possible way, you know,
0: with like with with love and, yeah. and you know with the nice things. I don't think being heckled has no negative connotations. I think you really? can be heckled with love.
1: Oh, You think? Yeah. Oh, okay. I always think of heckled like being heckled like you know somebody trying to upstage you like and like shouting. Someone from, wearing an you know, apple at your head. Yeah, or exactly.
0: <laughs> Rotten
1: tomatoes. I know.
0: Yeah, an apple sounds quite hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. You've also done regular sessions with the um, herd collective. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, um we've watched a couple on youtube which has been mega fun on our Thank tv <laughs> um so we've been seeing you in like full life size 4k which is fun <laughs> um but what's been really cool is you've managed to um not only have the sessions but also like have different guests every week yeah um and um keep that all going throughout um do you want to chat about festival what head collective is and i think the last time we spoke it was just coming off the ground so yes, it's so right. nice to see it in like full fruition. Ah, thank you. Well yeah, it's it's
1: yeah, so the herd collective that I, I run that with another artist, Carrie Ann, who is a harpist, um and she, she was in, our debut harp in the studio. Exactly, I remember. I was I the debut banjo? Maybe. I think so. Potentially. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, but in yeah, this very in this very room we yeah, we sat here and we had a lot of fun, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Laughing about various animals and such. That sounds weird, I realise that in context. <laughs> I should clarify what that meant, but <laughs> uh, we were talking about what we'd like on a rider, and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, and so we talked about wanting wanting little piglets for a rider. Anyway, because why not? Why not? Anyway, so that's very random, but yeah, so we we had a lot of fun, and that was the beginning of herd collective. We were. Um, I don't know how we think we'd done a couple of gigs at that point maybe and um, and we were you know still very early days and we, I mean it's still quite early days in the whole scheme of it but we have done a lot more shows now especially with lockdown because we've been doing them weekly so usually we try and do the monthly when it's like real life or whatever you want to call it normal life Normal life. I feel like that's a weird thing to what say. Is you know normal what I mean. Life. You know what I mean. Just like pre-lockdown, I feel like feels like there's going to be a better way of saying that in the future. But pre-lockdown, we were doing shows monthly and in different venues across London. And now, you know, with lockdown, we've been doing them weekly because like suddenly everybody was online all the time and free. And so we were like, well, let's do this weekly and let's just see how it goes. And but now we're doing them fortnightly because it was a bit it was a bit much to to do. But we we ended up doing twenty. Two or something weekly in a row.
0: Mendel. Yeah, same same <laughs> with mine. So we
1: were equally doing like the same amount, and um and that's quite a lot of organising, trying to organise the the different guests and you know make it each each of them different and fun. So it's but the, it's been really good. I've really loved doing it, and it's been fun to get to know the artists as well because the the obviously we're doing music, but we're also talking a lot, as you probably know from watching it. <laughs> And we have all sorts of like drinks reviews and quick fire rounds and all sorts of stuff, which makes it quite fun. And it's very much more like a bit of a chat show than with a bit of music <laughs> than the other way around. You could be the new Ellen. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to be funnier for that. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and no, it's been really fun, and uh, we've really enjoyed it. So yeah, we're going to keep that going, uh, but only fortnightly. Okay. And um, and I'm I'm still doing mine as well with different themes. And in fact, I'm changing it now for the next six weeks. To, to do with um, this new
0: program, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be part of which I know you're gonna oh, ask we're about. We're about to get there, in oh, a minute. Really? Yeah, okay, so <laughs> but we can I'll get there on. now. It's fine. Sure. Yeah, because <laughs> um, you've just announced that you are um, going to be part of the English team of the Olympics now. <laughs> um, the global music match. That's right. Um, yeah. Which sounds really awesome. Mm. And I was reading about it yesterday. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about it and what that means as well? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of a new thing, so it's kind of.
1: Hard to describe in a way because I can't like compare it to something else, but it's not javelin, just clarify. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that would be terrible. That <laughs> oh man, um, so I don't know what my Olympic sport would be, but I just don't think I don't know why I picked javelin, I mean... <laughs> that was really random. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, why not? I mean, <laughs> you never know, it could be secretly quite, you know, quite strong. Yeah. I don't know. I'm from Scotland, and there's definitely you toss the caber. Um, so that's like javelin what that, that that's I that really... literally like javelin bit for Scotland uh, but usually it's like really big beefy men um, <laughs> definitely not that but yeah no so even though I am actually I grew up in Edinburgh and you know I associate with Scotland and also America because I'm half American my mum's American but I'm actually representing England <laughs> because I, I've been living in London now for you know I guess maybe more than half my life so so I, I'm more of English I suppose in, in these days um, and so I'm representing England as part of this team. Um, it sounds it does sound like Olympics, doesn't it? <laughs> but it's just basically a group of. So the whole thing, just to say, Global Music Match is is 96 different artists from around the world. So it's 14 different countries are representing uh, are represented, and the idea is it's like it's this big global kind of collaboration between all these different artists, and we get put into the groups, and the idea is that we. Um, get to know one another and interview each other and like showcase each other's music on our various platforms. And the and the idea is it's kind of like a big networking thing, but also a big like we're just trying to kind of like you know um, introduce each other to each other's like fan bases and and local markets and and the idea is that potentially it would be good for like future touring so like if we if one of the artists wanted to come over to the uk they they now have like a, f- a few more fans in the uk and they maybe have an in because they know me and i can say oh you should play the bedford or you should play whatever it might be and so i consider sort of, like help a little bit with that if they're trying to break into that market and equally like if they're in canada or if they're in australia or wherever they might be like i can now, I now have people I can ask about like where where should I play when I go and visit and and like maybe I could have a few more fans in those countries as well, so I can invite them to the gigs when I get you know when we can finally travel again and do those kinds of gigs,
0: so it's quite fun to it's like a kind of mutually beneficial relationship kind of thing it's kind of like. We were chatting about this a bit earlier, like extending your family to all different countries so that when you go over there, you've got somewhere to stay. Well, exactly, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, so it's like a, a
1: kind of mass like collaborative thing like that. So hopefully benefiting lots of different things and hopefully our audiences as well will find it interesting to find out about other music that they wouldn't have necessarily found out about otherwise. And, you know, it's kind of a chance to like to get to know other kinds of cultures as well and other and you know just have a bit of of variety on your own Facebook and Instagram pages and stuff you know like so people can and like all the musicians who have been chosen they're all like it's very much audition based so it's like they're all really high quality and they all like um you know award-winning and just like doing amazing stuff and I'm like why am I involved (laughs) you're (laughs) award-winning too (laughs) Yes yeah, so no, I just feel like a, I feel like an, an imposter you know because it's always you know everybody always gets imposter syndrome right yeah, yeah of course but um but yeah no it's really amazing to be part of the lineup because a lot of the artists like I'm, I knew, knew already and I respect a lot and so it's kind of it's cool to be it's cool to be one of them How did you get selected like what's the process So uh we went through like a kind of like you know like application process so you you know, you have to answer a bunch of questions and write like a lot about yourself and what your your goals are and like, and then also like sending your videos and music and like, you know, your, your kind of um, social media stuff. So people, you know, so it's, we all kind of had to like fill out quite extensive like application to, to uh, be shortlisted and then chosen. So, yeah, so it's, I mean, at least that, that was in this country. I don't know what the other countries were like, but that was what we did, um, and so yeah it, it i read about it and i was like this is such a great idea and i i had no idea if, i just thought i would just give it a go and see what happened but i didn't know it, i would you know necessarily be chosen but it was i just like the, the concept of it It just seemed like i'm i'm by nature just very collaborative hence the collective is very collaborative so like i just like the idea of Meeting other people and working with them and, you know, finding common ground and yeah, it just sounds exciting to me. So So um so who else is part of Global Music Match? So uh, for the next weeks it's gonna be um, three other artists. Um so we obviously we just had Sage and also Irish Mylan, but we also have a Scottish fiddler, um called Ryan Young, who's fantastic and he's like another like incredible Incredible
0: musician and really lovely person. I just keep um, thinking about because you play the banjo. Yeah. I just keep. I've got this vision of like a fiddle and a banjo, and like how yeah. awesome that would sound. I know, I know. Well, I, I think maybe there's
1: some room for collaboration in the future. Hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed.
0: I got a feeling you've thought about this before. Well,
1: I just was, thinking, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. As soon as we repaired, I was like, oh yeah, I can imagine a, a, some music together. I think. <laughs> I think maybe I'm hoping he's feeling the same way. So yeah, Ryan Young, he's great, and then also from America. She uh, Gina Chavez Chavez I think is how you say it I need to double check (laughs) but Gina Chavez she is um, uh, American from actually from Austin Texas and uh, she also has she's sort of bilingual as well so she also does music in Spanish and so but I think recently more English and she's um, she's really fab she plays loads of different instruments and it's really fun and then finally it's going to be a, a a band from France, Brittany um, in France called Startigen. And they're very kind of traditional French, Breton French music. And they have really cool instruments. Like they're, they're really fun. So uh, I'm really looking forward. It's quite varied. I realise like it's a whole mix. Yeah, it's going to be I hope that people enjoy all the music because I certainly have been enjoying listening to them and watching their videos. So. Is
0: there going to be a chance for all of you to collaborate together? Because that
1: really would be something. I know. Well, I'm I'm hoping to. Like, I, I'm going to suggest it because I, I know that it's a little tricky because we're all in different time zones and we're in different areas and different, like, abilities for recording at home. But I really want to do something together because I think it would be really fun. Yeah, it are so something. good. So
0: watch the space. Hopefully that can happen. <laughs> so good. Um, well, yeah, looking forward to hearing more about that. Definitely. And we'll um, chat through your socials at the end so people can follow that journey and stuff, ah, that? thank you very much um, you're also one of the few people that I know that have gone back to gigging yes Woo-hoo. Yeah. Um how have you found it and also like is there plans for more yes and yes <laughs> um, <laughs> I found
1: it good yeah it's, it's been an adjustment because like After doing like I guess five months or whatever of just live streaming, I was like not used to applause. (laughs) So I was
2: like, "What?
1: People like this and are applauding?" And like just even people here in front of me, and just like seeing people like seeing. Actual eyeballs, you know, instead of like <laughs> just the screen. So it was it was nice to to do that, but it felt weird at first. Um, but now I'm feeling like I'm getting back into it, and um, so I've been doing a few gigs. Some of them outdoors, like to begin to begin with, because that was what we were allowed was just outdoor gigs. Yeah. And so I did a few park gigs, and I, I played a set before an outdoor cinema screening of Greece which was quite fun. Um, and then I then I actually did a, my gig theatre show, which is this. The, I mentioned this before the gig theatre show that I've worked on with another writer called Rebecca Brewer and she's like from the theatre world, I'm obviously in the music world and together we wrote this show which is kind of halfway between the two so like lots of, it's like kind of a concept album, told live kind of thing with a narrative going through it. So not like a musical? Not a musical, no, it's like yeah, gig theatre, which is its own kind of ca- yeah. ca- category, which is sort of people find it hard to pin down. Like, I find it hard to pin down, to be honest, because it's sort of varied yeah. depending on what it is. But it's not like sung through and we're not playing characters, we're, we're ourselves singing songs on a theme, but we're also threading through like narrative and story about the theme and the theme. The, I mean, the whole show is about witches and it's about witch trials, which a kind of insane part of our history that was fascinating to research. And so, um, and we yeah we found out all sorts of th- stuff along the way, and it's quite enlightening. And uh, people have enjoyed learning with us, I think. <laughs> so we kind of describe it like a TED talk with songs, basically. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So if that makes any sense. And so we were are starting to do that live now. So we did our first ever proper showing of it live outdoors um, at this festival in Wandsworth. But sadly, it was really rainy that day, Aww. so we had to figure out a solution. But we managed to find a way of doing it still, so it, it worked out okay. But but yeah, that was the first time we've done it, and we have plans to do more. And um, yeah, so maybe I can share a song from that if you're interested. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, okay. Yeah. This, this is a song from Coven, and it's called She, and it's all about... All the women in history that weren't written down in the history books. So this is a, a song for those those people who weren't talked about.
0: There must be millions and trillions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this is this is without my songwriting partner Rebecca, but this is uh, from Coven, and it's
2: called She. You won't find me in a book. You won't find me on a single list You won't find me if you search You won't find a trace of me to miss But you'll find me on the edge. You'll find me where the water flows You'll find me in the strength of trees You'll find me in an ember's glow I'll see you on the breeze I'll see you on the breeze See you on the breeze See you on the breeze I'll see the breeze you won't find me on a wall you won't find my name etched in stone you won't even find a grave my story's one you'll never close you'll find me in the strength of trees you'll find me in an embers glow I'll see you on the breeze I'll see you on the breeze see you on the breeze I'll see you on the breeze see you on the breeze I see you on the breeze see you on the breeze Books can burn and papers rot If a list is all you've got Leave the records left unread Rather ride the breeze instead In the end that's where I'll be You will know that you found me When you hear the rustling trees I'll see you on the breeze I'll see you on the breeze See you on the breeze I'll see you on the breeze See you on the breeze, i see you on the breeze. See you on the breeze. In the end we all end up in the breeze.
1: The Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce.
0: It's a slightly be subject to a certain extent, but um, a lot of musicians um, had quite a hard time financially pre-COVID um, due to, I guess, like not getting paid gigs or not getting mm. enough paid gigs or whatever. And obviously with COVID um, being a thing, like paid gigs or any gigs weren't mm. a thing anymore and people had to go to online basking and PayPal, et Yeah. Um How has that worked for, for you for, on a technical basis? Mm-hmm. And maybe as someone that's been doing this for so long now, like, is there any advice? Mm.
1: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so yeah definitely it like was a bit of a shock to be like thrown into like okay i mean we were kind of all of us were made unemployed in in like a day you know and so suddenly we had none of our usual ways of making money from gigging and you know whether it was like artist gigs or whether it's function gigs um you know or even like recording sessions and that kind of stuff all of that suddenly disappeared so it was, yeah, definitely having to be creative and think about, okay, how do I, if I do these online gigs, then obviously I can't ticket them in the same way that I used to ticket gigs. Yeah. So as I put up PayPal links, which was quite, that was really good to do, actually, I realized, um, because I didn't realize that people were sort of up for donating, and and they were. So it was nice to see, like, just giving people an option. And, and some people couldn't afford to donate because they their own financial situation, sure. but some people could. And so it was a real life send to like a godsend uh, lifesaver. That's the word I was looking for, uh, to have those donations because they helped pay for like just life because otherwise, yeah. Of yeah and so that was really, that was super helpful having the, the, the paypal links and and the fan base to who were like happy to support and yeah. and they understood what was going on for everybody so they wanted to make sure all their favorite artists were still able to survive and to not have to like figure out another way of making a living and you know give up music basically and so that without that i don't know how i would have survived to be honest so that was a big part um but i think also like it made me think okay i need to think about merchandise i need to i can sort of make I can sort of make my own little online shop and people can buy stuff that way and support that way. And I suppose also, um, you know, doing kind of like remote session work. So that started coming in and and that was helpful too, to be able to like occasionally do some session jobs and that, that kind of, so like recording for people's projects remotely. And that was helpful to have the recording equipment. So that's one thing I'd say in terms of advice to anybody is, you know get yourself as you know if you can like even just the basic recording equipment and just learn a bit about how to do that because that is probably one of the most useful skills I that I accrued you know to to be able to do that because then I could be independent and I could make you know good recordings and and also my streaming was better because of the the high quality microphone rather than just going straight into a phone or something so Definitely, that would be my advice to anybody, and to yeah, to set up a PayPal link and, and just like give it, just like don't be afraid just to put it up there, and and people you would be surprised, people are happy to give you a donation and they understand everyone's going through.
0: Hundred percent, I think that right now. So um, when we were watching you guys and Melinda Orner on YouTube, mm. um, we were watching, and I can't remember which one of you said it, but one of you said, "Look, you'd go to a gig, you'd mm. buy a glass of wine, or you'd buy a pint, yeah. or whatever, like use the same money, yeah, and just rather than give it to the bar, like." give it to the artists exactly yeah. instead and you're spending the same money it's just going in my opinion to bear the cause so yeah. like that's fine exactly yeah um totally. so yeah like well done for that <laughs> Thank you.
1: well thank you as well for thank you for supporting and for watching and you know it's really yeah amazing
0: <laughs> that's the ease of it in my <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, and the other thing is is um like from the mental health side of things mm. so i know me personally like if you would have said to me last year um, you're gonna have four months of sitting on your bottom and <laughs> doing nothing. As a busy person myself, mm. like I would have gone, Oh my gosh, like that's gonna be horrendous. Yeah. Um as a busy person, like how did you find that? And how did you um deal with brain? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well I yeah, as I said before, I kinda tried to keep it as occupied as I could. So yeah, like exactly. I kept I kept a busy doing other things but I suppose I, th- I guess the thing about being an independent musician is that there's always something you can do with every yeah. minute of the day like there's almost too much to do like that you kind of get stressed by the fact that you don't have enough time so actually it was almost a relief to suddenly have more time because I was like oh okay now I can like get back to that thing that I put off for, a year, for months yeah. you know and or like oh I can finish that song that I <laughs> started ages <laughs> ago I never yeah. finished and oh you know like it was like an opportunity to do all the things that I didn't actually have time to before so in a way it was like oh this is kind of nice because like yeah. before I was like traveling to gigs and I say as I said before it, like, it would take up a whole day to do a gig because you're like getting there and you're sound checking all the stuff that goes into it but like then suddenly I even though I was live streaming I but had more hours in the day because I wasn't sort of going and traveling and doing all that stuff and so yeah that was kind of in a weird sort of way it was like kind of a nice thing because like I I suddenly was like, "Oh, I can do more things," but then there was a pressure to do more things yeah. too because it was like I have no excuse. Like I saw, like I could say, "Oh, I'm busy with this gig, so like I can't do that thing that I've been putting off for however," and so like I had more pressure on myself as well. So mentally, it was kind of like, yeah, it was. I was a bit. It was sort of both things. So depending on the day, like I would feel yeah. good or bad about <laughs> the situation. It definitely was a pressure creatively to come up with. I think so. so. There yeah. was a pressure. Yeah, I think it felt like well I just felt like there was you know an expectation that you needed to come out with like a masterpiece or something yeah. after lockdown and and I, even though I like I de- definitely was productive like I don't feel like I kind of wrote a whole album or something you know like I, I you know of I, course. I sort of feel like I could have the part of me is like oh I could have just done I could have done that or I could have read those books that I'd put off or I could have you know it felt, like, it felt like there was so many things to, that you could do at that time it felt like so it felt like whatever I did it was never going to be enough which is kind of you got through thing. a pandemic I think that's right well yeah yeah. And that's what I keep telling myself so I think it's right. really important absolutely yeah I think yeah, I, th- I think that's the thing is that we put the pressure on ourselves I think other people are actually 100%. more understanding than, than maybe we worry that they, you know I don't know I, I, I've always been like very ambitious and like big dreamer and it's kind of hard though because with that you kind of you're constantly disappointed so <laughs> I'm just an optimist who's constantly disappointed <laughs> so you no. don't you tell no that. that sounds really depressing I mean generally I'm like always like I'm I'm kind of always looking to just be productive if I can, but it's um and I try not and try not to be too hard on myself if I don't manage to do all the things. Am my to do this?
0: It's interesting you say that because if you were to say to me like as an outsider, hmm. if you like, I would have said you're a really positive person. Like, yeah. To the
1: onlooker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely. I yeah, it's, it's funny deceiving. how it's funny how you see. Yeah, people see things differently. It's yeah, I think it just depends on on the perspective and the, and on the day. Like if I feel like I'm I'm kind of being productive, then I feel. I feel good, but like, yeah, I very easily can not. I can feel the opposite as well yeah, if I'm not 100%. being productive, and it, it's your kind of self-esteem can be so tied up in that level of pro- productivity that like, if you have a day where you just don't get through all the things you want to do, then you just you can feel quite down quite quickly. And yeah. So I don't know. It's it's been interesting, and yeah, I definitely feel like music has been such like a therapy as much as anything else during that because just being able to turn to to writing and to and just about remembering what it is that I love about music to begin with, you know, whether it's like writing myself or whatever, but or, or just listening to other people and like yeah. getting inspired. Like that's been that's been such a safe year actually. And actually, there's it's funny because I did do, I have done a bit of writing during lockdown, and one of the things I did was a, I did a collaboration with one of the fans actually from oh. who, who, I, who I met through through uh the live stream world so like she actually was you probably know charlotte campbell yeah 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 Yeah. so she was actually a fan of charlotte campbell's originally and um and then she so she saw charlotte campbell on the herd collective stream and then because of that she saw me and Carrie ann as well oh crazy and so then she became fans of the herd and and of our individual things and so we kind of we got to know each other a bit and her name's ilsa swan you might have seen her online and she's um really like a big champion of the herd collective and she's really like lovely and she's quite she's like 19 years old and she's lives outside like in the quite far north so she's like in i think lancashire and so she w- would be the sort of person who would never be able to get, actually go to one of the herd collective gigs so so easily but um but she's and she's actually uh, she herself is kind of uh, quite ambitious in the arts and she like wants to write songs and she and so she actually approached me um, and said oh I'd love to write a song with you and it was kind of near the beginning of lockdown and I was like well yeah why not let's try it and so mm-hmm. we, we had like a few um, video calls where we were writing a, the song together and um, and it was such a lovely experience to kind of like do something in that way because it was usually when I'm writing I'm writing with like an, a fellow singer songwriter or something and it's you know but actually to kind of help somebody who's like the beginnings of their journey and and she's also she's actually got cerebral palsy so she's like she's often told me about how she's worried about her future in the in like the arts world because there's not much in place for like well I don't know it's definitely got more there more challenges for for disabled people in the arts world um and so I think she was she's faced a few kind of problems with that herself and she's you know done drama courses and other kinds of things and so I think she really appreciated having that. And so we wrote this song together, which is all basically about how the fact that, you know, music is there for you when when all else is failing. And so like especially during lockdown, that was like quite a big thing to kind of you know we, we in our kind of discussions like sh- she was like saying how much music was helping her through this difficult time and i was saying it's the same for me so like we wrote the song which is called music is there and i'm actually releasing it wow. um tomorrow <laughs> for Bandcamp friday which Shame i know will will be in the past when we <laughs> when we release this but um but yeah the, the song is going to be um going to be released and we're going to do it for charity so we're going to do it for uh, young arts uh, um for, for supporting young people in the arts who are disabled and you right. know so that's the plan and so yeah maybe i could sing this song for you so that yeah. this is called music
2: is there music is patient music is kind music you're there through the toughest of times when i'm feeling down you make it all right Music is honest, music is true We all have our connections to you Some deep and endless Others brief and light Whenever all else fails me Music, you answer my prayer Whenever I feel lonely I know the music is there Oh, I know the music is there You teach me to listen You teach me to hear You teach me to open up Live without fear You teach me it's okay Do not be okay You bring me to tears Bring me to my feet A way to relate To those that I meet mean. when I am lost You show me the way Whenever all else fails me Music, you answer my prayer Whenever I feel lonely I know the music is there. Oh, I know the music is there. This is an ode to the mystery of music. An ode to my love. Thank you for all that you've done to help us through this. Because. Whenever all else fails me music you answer my prayer whenever i feel lonely music music is there oh i know the music is there i know the music is there i know
0: is there The Alpha Sessions with Emma Joyce Whenever we've seen you live at gigs um, you rock up and you often have like a rotation of instruments <laughs> you know. and one that keeps popping up is the banjo yeah. and um, one that we I guess we see you and Carry on together quite a lot whether it's like on the Head Collective live streams or in a gig or whatever mm-hmm. and there's this constant <laughs> argument of like why is the Banjos are awesome. Essentially, <laughs> I was worried what you were going to say there, but okay, you said the right thing. um And what I wanted to ask was like, what's your argument? So, like, would you, if someone was choosing between like the banjo and another instrument to learn, like, why should they learn the banjo? <laughs> I love
1: it. Okay, so the, yeah, the banjo—it's often got gets a lot of shtick, you know. It's like it's, it's the butt of many a joke, and. Um, and I always will defend the banjo, but I also am very happy to laugh at it like everyone else <laughs> because, you know, we have to be, we can't take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the banjo is is uh, something I came to later in life. Like I started off with guitar and, and um, piano and then also ukulele and that kind of thing. And I think ukulele is like a gateway into into the other instrument world, you know, where you kind of like, ukulele is quite an easy one to kind of start with. And then you sort of start discovering, oh, there's banjo and then there's like mandolin and then there's all the other instruments that are similar to guitar, but not. And and so I started, I, I, I actually listened to other people play the banjo first um, and like a songwriting retreat that I was on. And I was like, wow, I've never thought of the banjo as a songwriting instrument. Like it's always been, I have this association with like kind of maybe country music or like a certain sound and and actually not that there's nothing wrong with country music you know I like country music but you know like you have a certain idea of what the banjo is but hearing it in a kind of folky kind of more like ballad context it was like oh wow this instrument is so beautiful it's so like it's just got such a ring to it and I know some people might, <laughs> might not, not like that sound but I love that sound I think especially paired with voice and it was also just so unusual it just stood out for me whereas you know so many people play guitar or even a ukulele but actually not many people play the banjo and and so I was just drawn to it because I quite liked it it was like a almost like a black sheep you know it was like a little (laughs) little, like a little unusual instrument the underdog the underdog exactly and I was like no I want to I want to see what this will bring out and I love picking up instruments because like I feel like it inspires me like the instrument itself inspires me to write um, different kinds of stuff so we were talking about that earlier like how an instrument can can sort of inform what the song will be like and and I think, yeah, banjo definitely kind of refreshed my idea about songwriting. And, and I, yeah, I've I've been very inspired by it and written quite a few things on it now. So,
0: so if anyone's debating whether to take up the banjo, the answer is take up the banjo. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> cool. And if anybody wants to follow um, your, I feel like, gazillion journeys <laughs> um, on social media, where can they go? What can they do?
1: Okay. All right. So, well, you can probably find all of the stuff on my website, which is com at C-H-U-T-E. Um, so DaisyChoot.com will have my Facebook and my Twitter and my Instagram, and my YouTube and Spotify and Bandcamp and all the stuff. But generally, um, DaisyChoot official is where you'll find me on all those things. So if you look up on whichever your social media platform of choices, uh, DaisyChoot official will probably be the one. But Twitter is a bit shorter because it has to be so. Daisy Chute on Twitter. Um, what else? Yeah, I think that's probably. It. I mean, yeah, Bandcamp is where I'm. am selling quite a few CDs and stuff all around the world, and and a few other merchandise items which are only available on Bandcamp. So, I'm kind of focusing a bit more on there because it's kind of. I, I enjoy the Bandcamp, and I enjoy the Bandcamp Friday as well. So, <laughs> so um, so that's uh, it's really nice that Bandcamp are doing that for artists. Like they're, they're so yeah, once a month they're giving all of the their fees to the artists and so they're they're kind of waiving their fees which makes makes a big difference for artists all around the world so
0: we still yeah. you use your london's and foyer matches <gasps> Yay. And um, the area that we live in is quite um, notorious for power cuts quite regularly. Oh, right. So um So the matches come out probably about once a month. Oh my gosh! I <laughs> need to get some more. I need to. I actually need to make some more because like I've run out of them. Um, yeah, they're quite iconic. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming in the studio. It's been oh. great to be back, and obviously great to be chatting to you because it's you been know. a couple of years. I which know. Is mad. I know.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah. And
0: hopefully we'll get you back in the studio soon again.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Thank you.